Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. What's up everyone, you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast, your number one source for all things Chelsea. Game review time, Crystal Palace, Hakim Ziyech waves his magic wand and saves Chelsea from another two points dropped. Now here are your hosts all the way from the UK, Mikey Berth and Chris. Welcome back everyone to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. It's Monday night and yes, the trio are back in your ears, ready to talk all about Chelsea. Uh, but let's, let's ask the important question. Masters football's making a return on Sky Sports. So, for your Chelsea lineup, guys, who would your six strong number of stars be? Who have got, they will be over thirty-five. Who's going to be Oof. in your uh, your six strong team? Oof. Oh, my, that's putting me on the spot here, Mikey. I didn't expect uh, this question. I've uh, got mine. I, I mean, I'll not go, like I already knew, but uh, I'll go <laughs> uh, Czech, Terry, McAuley, Lampard. Drogba, uh, need one more, need one more, one more, one more, one more, and <sighs> SEN I'll go for. Nice. What, what are you thinking, Chris? Can we pick anyone, or would they realistically have to play? Well, they would probably have to play, yeah. No, because I mean, like, like Petr for example, probably wouldn't go and play it, would he? Because he's got his job at Chelsea, is what I'm saying. Same with Lampard. Oh, no, no, we're, not, we're not being too precise. <laughs> Basically, the only rule you've got to follow is, could they oh, still do a job? Oh, sweet. OK. Uh, yeah, checking goal. I, I've, I'm, we're all unanimous on that. I've got him as well. So, Berth wasn't too far off, was it? John Terry. Same. Uh... Lampard would be in there, Drogba would be in there. Yeah, yeah. There's only two of us that no one's mentioned yet that I've got in mind, but what's yours? That's, that's the key thing. Forget me. Zola. Oh, I didn't think he probably could yeah, still do I, it as well, I yeah. About, I was thinking about Zola. I think I should have probably put him in. And um, to be fair, I would love to see Essien at Masters Football just for how hard he can shoot at those small goals. <laughs> and to be fair, that is actually not a bad lineup. I, the only difference is I had Cavalio because you could then have Cavalio and Terry. And oh, up front, who have I got? I've got I've got Drogba and Anelka because I just love that duo. And I, I, I'm a big fan of Anelka, so it's like, yes. I, I'm looking forward to when that returns because back in the days, it was 11 years ago. I didn't have Sky Sports then because... Uh, I used to stop at my dad's and he didn't want to pay for Sky. So I'll be looking forward to watching it properly for the first time ever. So, yeah, that was a nice surprise for a Monday. Uh, another surprise is just don't get, get off to the 3pm kickoff slot. Uh, maybe that's because we're damn special and we deserve Super Sunday action. But uh, this game week, we had that 3pm slot. Uh, How did it go down? Oh, Zies is there and puts it in with 90 seconds to go. Crystal Palace, nil Chelsea won. Never in doubt. What a performance. I mean, we absolutely batter Palace and that performance from Lukaku could possibly be talked about for years. Nope. Everyone's giving me a strange look. Well, yes, because uh, we were fucking shit, but we still won. We still won. Chris, which one of us will be driving Lukaku back to Inter Milan this summer? Oh. <laughs> Honestly, this sounds really dramatic, right? But I was actually, when ZX scored, I was actually more annoyed that we won the game. Rather than, than than happy that we're there, you get in your taxi cab ready. You're like, right, that's it. I am, 
honestly, I am sick to death of watching us play. It is horrendous. Our football is horrendous. If if you was if you sat someone in a room watching that game on Saturday who knew nothing about football, they wouldn't have guessed that we were so far ahead of Crystal Palace in the table. We both look like mid-table teams. Okay, play in the midfield, but in either box, not a lot going on. We we are playing like a mid-table team, and we keep winning. So everyone keeps saying, "Oh, it's okay because we keep winning." It's not okay. It's not okay to be playing like this because at the minute I wouldn't pay to watch us play. There's not a not a chance would would I pay the amount of money you have to pay to go and watch us live because what's the point? What to watch Rudiger and Thiago Silva pass the ball around the back? No, you won't. <laughs> I could go and watch, I could go and watch a lower league game. And to be honest with you, I'd probably see better football at a lower league game. The football is absolutely dire. I think this is the worst Chelsea team on the ball that we've had under Abramovich. That's a that's a hot take. That that I can feel the I can feel the warmth from that. Uh, but do you feel the same? Do you do you feel the same that we are that bad to watch? Can I just say right? Can I just say I love how Chris started that with. I'm, I don't want to be too dramatic and then end it with bombshell. <laughs> I don't want to be too dramatic, but we're complete hold shit. On, hold on, though. Wait. Can you think of a, te- of a team we've had that was worse? And I'm talking about on the ball, so not results. Oh, on the ball, in terms of what we're actually doing with the ball, can you think of a team that was worse to watch than this? I think the only reason why... Um, you're not saying Sarri's side, it's because we had Hazard under Sarri. I think People are so Hazard. cool about Sarri. No, I do agree. I, 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 I do think the football was boring as well. But I think because you had Hazard under Sarri, I just think that our football looks way better than it actually was. I think this has been an issue for more than uh, Tuckle's reign and Lampard's reign. I think it probably started under Mourinho's last season. Conte changed it for one season, then it went back to stale, boring football and lost the dressing room, as it always happens. We got Sarri in, started off really well, went stale again, kept play, uh, passing around the back was really boring, really slow. This isn't just a tuckle problem. This has been a Chelsea problem for a long, long time now. And it's very, very frustrating. I do agree with you, Chris. I'm not going to be as uh, harsh as you. But I do agree. I mean, it is... Uh, I was watching it the other day with someone who has never watched Chelsea play or watched Chelsea play ages ago. And she went, um, do all teams pass it around that slowly? Now, that's someone that's never, ever watched Chelsea play. Never watched football. Doesn't watch football. Now, if somebody who's new to the game says that, you know you're in trouble because that is not on, basically. It's just not on. Now, I, I don't know if it's Tuckle or the players or what. Our, our second player, you've said this numerous times, it just isn't good enough. And it isn't, I think, our best player at the minute is Ziyech, but even he is frustrating to watch at times. I, I mean, I, he, yeah, he was standout for me. Yeah, he's, he was our best player, but even so, he's still, he's frustrating. He's a frustrating player, but he's one of them that he tries to make things happen. Whereas you look at someone like Hudson Adoy, and Pulisic, they're almost scared to take players on. They're, Pulisic isn't a player that he was when it was locked down. Hudson Adoy, I think, is very safe in possession. Uh, Chris is exactly right. Rudiger, Thiago Silva, Christensen, Chalabu, everyone will play at the back. They're all very safe in possession. Jorginho, yeah. you know what he does. He isn't going to be like Fabregas. Is he? He'll just keep the ball ticking over. Kovacic, fantastic dribble on the ball, but again, very safe in possession. Um, and our two full-backs, um, just... Again, without James and Chilwell, we're not the same team. So the only difference is when we were playing bad this season, we've still not been losing. Whereas previous seasons, we've been losing and that's where people have lost their job. So you have to give Tuckle some credit that even though our football is awful to watch, 
we're winning games and we're still in most comp- uh, cup competitions. Oh, you're right, cup competitions. We've got a nice, easy final against Liverpool this weekend, so that's going to be lovely. It it could go one or two ways. You never quite know. Ziyech, though, Ziyech, he was kind of rocking that Hazard energy. You know, to be fair, thank fuck someone decided to turn up to work against Palace because, um, yeah, not not many people did. Now, look, not too long ago, we were claiming that Ziyech was probably washed up and he had no hope in a Chelsea jersey. And in 2022, he's been uh, our best player. So that's that's... Well, I don't know whether it's not being selected for Morocco's AFCON squad. It's given him a bit of extra motivation. But then again, you could also argue for me that I'm kind of worried what will happen when Tuchel, if he reverts back to a 3-4-3. Because when Chelsea field a back four, ZX's playing on the wing, and that's when he's good. When we're 3-4-3, we've seen ZX struggle. Hmm. That's my concern because I'm thinking this form's good, and as soon as the formation goes back to what it, you expect it to be, it's going to be the same story again. I don't know what you think. But Tuchel was asked about that, wasn't he? Um, mm. CX form. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. He was asked about his form, and he said, "Well, he's playing in his best position now. Why aren't you doing that? <laughs> I don't understand. Why is it took till February to think? Do you know what? I might play where he's good. Honestly." The the thing that's the thing I think that's winding me up more than anything at the minute is especially especially on on Twitter, you can't say anything bad about Thomas Tuchel. Now Frank Lampard was an absolute Chelsea legend and still is, and he got more criticism than Thomas Tuchel's getting. Now t- Thomas Tuchel he won the Champions League, but that doesn't give him all this credit in the bank that we can't say that he isn't making the right decisions. And honestly, attacking wise, he isn't making the right decisions. I mean, playing Christensen as a right back in a back four was. Yeah, that was weird. That was painfully weird. I was just sort of like, what? And that at all. And my problem with Tuchel is, like you just said, Beth, we're playing badly. When we're playing badly this season, which that's what I say is most of the season now, we are not losing games. And we're not. But I don't think he deserves credit for that in a way because the reason why we're not losing games is because we're not trying to win them. We're ending up winning them by either... One piece of quality, which it was against Palace. It was one good cross and a good finish from Ziyech. Or normally it's a set piece, or most of the time with us it's a penalty. We're not losing games because we're not trying to win them. We we would rather draw by not trying to win than lose by trying to win. Now, that's fine, but if you lose two matches, you lose six points. If you draw four, you lose eight. So mm. sometimes it's better to lose a match in the risk of going to win it then just keep drawing games. Because if you look at it, we've lost the same amount of games in the league as Man City have. It's draws that have killed us. That's a bit of a throwback as well. Because I remember when I was growing up and my dad would say, it's better to win one and lose one than to draw two. And I used to think, what what the fuck? You want to stay unbeaten? Now I'm thinking as I'm old, I'm like, yeah, yeah, two points versus three. Come on, math. (laughs) I think Tuchel's setting us up so conservatively that I seen someone say on Twitter earlier, actually, which, which made a good point that we struggled under Lampard on transition. So every time we gave the ball away, we looked like we were going to concede a goal. And it mm. looks like like Tuchel has that concern. So he never wants us to turn the ball over, which is why we always play sideways and backwards. And we always yeah. play slow. So we, we never turn the ball over. So teams can never counter-attack against us, which is fine defensively. But offensively, you're not going to score a goal then. Because mm. if there's someone in that midfield or from the defenders wants to take, has to take a risk to get us... In behind now, all of the talk's been about Lukaku only having seven touches of the ball, but 
what what did the other attackers do? Like, yeah, okay, you touched the ball more, but he did nothing with it. Takes the heck out of it. I mean, Kai Havertz is getting loads of credit on Twitter because he he did one dribble and won a free kick. Ooh. He's seventy two million pounds. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. No, I'm not. I mean, I have a question for you both. Which of Romelu Lukaku's seven touches were your favourite? Was it the kick off? <laughs> I couldn't believe that stat. <laughs> I mean, what I will say is, I think uh, I think fans and journalists are looking and purposely looking for these sorts of stats just to try and really like sort of put the screw on Lukaku. I think if he was scoring, if he was on like 15 goals already this season, I don't think that's that would have came about. But because he's only scored, what, I think he scored five in the Premier League now. Um, it's, and he's done that interview. I think, oh, let's look at every single stat about Lukaku and try and really sort of put the uh, scrutiny on him. Um, look, seven touches is terrible, however way you want to look at it. I'm sure Crystal will agree with me. We're not playing to his strengths. And I think every Chelsea fan should agree with that. Yeah, you, you might have to do more. Of course he does. But you look at some of the highlights and he'll be making the run and no one even looks at him. Let alone, like, <laughs> it's one thing trying to make the pass and missing the pass. I'd rather that than them look, not even looking at him and just passing it sideways. Mm, I, I know what you mean. The, the, picture, the picture of Rudiger, Lukaku made a brilliant run into the box. Rudiger looked up, didn't even see him. Pass it sideways, and it's. I that, saw that, that. Rudiger's now, not Cesc Fabregas. So. That's, that's <laughs> fair enough. Antonio Rudiger, look, we love him. Brilliant defender, brilliant pass of the ball. He's a defender. That's mm. fine. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But when you got someone like a Pulisic doing that, or a Hudson Odoi doing that, or Mason Mount doing that, or Havertz doing that, that's not on for an attacker. If De Bruyne sees Lukaku make that run, he tries to make that pass, and nine times out of ten, he probably makes that pass, and Lukaku gets a shot on goal. Same as Hazard. Same as I don't know. Salah, Mane, any of those players, if they try and uh, see, uh, see Lukaku running, they'll make the pass or try and make the pass. We're not. Our attackers aren't doing that. And Ziyech, again, I'll bring him up. Yeah, he might lose a ball a fair amount, but at least he tries that risky mm. pass. He'll try and do something different. He'll try and unlock that defence. None of our other attackers try and do that. And that's why Ziyech, I think, is looking so good at the minute because, well, yeah, he's scoring, but he's also just trying to do make something happen. He's trying to win the game for us. And most of most of the time, he is in 2022. So, fair play to But yeah, that, that stat is, um, it's not good. It's not I mean, good. If, if you want to cry into your cereal or whenever you're listening to this episode, listeners, uh, just think that Morata probably had, he was probably better numbers um, and also had better sell-on value. <laughs> if you And you thought, we all thought, oh, he was bad. I mean, I saw something about Lukaku versus Higuain. Higuain had played less games, but contributed more than Lukaku has this season. He's played, obviously, considerably more. And I thought, oh, Yeah, but give me, oh, uh, I know, give, give I me know. Lukaku. Give me Lukaku any day of the week over. I know. Here's one. What does Lukaku offer that, say, Olivier Giroud didn't? I mean, Giroud won aerial jewels. He had an amazing touch. We knew that. Great hold at play. And he creates chances out of sometimes nothing. And that kind of then goes, OK, what, what does that leave for Lukaku? Well, every game it looks like it's almost like his first time playing football and he's trying to figure out what's going on. I, I don't get what... It, I said this weeks and weeks ago. We buy players that don't really fit our system. We just buy them because they're big names. We saw at the weekend how Diaz has come into Liverpool and he, he hit the hit the ground running. Jota hit the ground running because they fit that system. And we've then got, again, I'm not going to go through it all again, but we've got Lukaku and Havertz, two different players that play two different systems. And... I don't even think they're our system. No, I think this oh. comes you know, to uh, to Thomas Tuchel not knowing what he wants. Like, because 
He's got every type of forward you could want at his disposal. He's got Lukaku, who's the the physical, can be used with his back to goal to, as a as a Giroud type player to play off. He's not as good at it as Giroud. I mean, we might as well kept Giroud if that's what he wanted, but mm. that's a different matter altogether. So he's got that. He's got Werner, who can play on the shoulder and make runs in behind and drift out wide and play in that left-hand channel. He's got Kai Havertz, who can play as a false knife. He doesn't like any of them. So I don't know what he wants. I don't know what he wants his forward to do. And people keep bringing up about Lukaku's lack of movement. And I understand it's frustrating to watch, but it looks to me like he's being told to play that way. I don't know whether you two have seen that video of training going round on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where- where he is literally just put in the middle of the goal and people play it into him. He lays it off and then they have a shot. And that's his job. Stand in the middle of the goal and just be a rebounder. Well, if that's what he's being asked to do, then he, he is doing that. That is exactly what he's doing. I, I don't understand, though, why you would... How it can go from watching Lukaku play to then trying to get him to play a way that he, he's never done in his entire career. And he's at an age now where... He's not going to adapt his entire game now and suddenly become a completely different player. So, why sign him? I don't, I don't understand. That, that is, is who's, who bought him. We can, we, yeah, we take everything a manager says with a pinch of salt, but did Tuckle really want him and buy him or did the board buy him? That's the question. And we, we consistently ask that as fans of Chelsea all the time, every season. But it seemed, in the summer, wasn't it? It seemed like it was, we wanted Haaland, we couldn't get him, so we got the mm, That is true. Give Thomas Tuchel Erling Haaland. If he plays like this, it doesn't suit the way Haaland plays either. Haaland makes runs in behind. He feeds off, crosses into the box, the same as Lukaku, and he feeds off early balls in behind. That's where most of his goals have come from at Dortmund. So put him in this team, it doesn't work. Because you're still asking a player to play a a way that they're not used to doing. So I don't understand what Tuchel wants from his centre-forward. And judging by his press conference today, neither does he. Because, I mean, saying today that, well, you know, he only had seven touches of the ball, but, you know, what can I do about it? You're the manager, mate. That's mm. your job. I mean, you're right. I think, I, sorry to interrupt. I just think it's a bit harsh on Tuchel. I'm not I'm not saying that he's not entirely to blame. Of course, he's got to take some of the blame, but... Don't say that. I'm making a bet that he's the next manager sacked. <laughs> I, I, I just think that our attackers have to be better, including Lukaku. I, I'm not saying that Lukaku... Uh, Tuckle is in the right here. I'm just saying that it's 50 15 at the minute. It almost seems as if players are looking at the manager and the manager's looking at the players, and no one really knows who's to blame instead of actually looking for a solution. Um, and it, we all want Lukaku to start scoring, but at the minute, I don't think anyone really knows what a solution is, and that's the problem. Mm. I mean, a positive. Let, let's end on a positive. Uh, Thiago Silva was the other player for me who I thought stood out. I mean, this season, he's either been rock solid or amazing. There's no difference. I mean, in almost every game so far, apart from perhaps one of the first one in the seasons, if I remember right. But, you know, he probably made a few mistakes, I think. But look, that's me being really unfair. But this summer, if we're going to invest any money, let's pay someone to invent a way to de-age people because Silver, get him to 25 again. But with that current skill and experience, because he, he, oh, I just want him to keep playing for us. He is amazing. I think he's our player of the season so far. We've had a lot of player of the season so far, haven't we? Yeah, but I think the people who was up there, uh, Rhys James obviously got injured. Kovacic, the... I think. Was it Kovacic at one point we said? Or I did? Probably no, me. Um, maybe. I probably got I, carried I, away. 
I won't put Kovacic in there for a player of the season. So far. He's not been bad, but I wouldn't put him as player of the season. I think it would have been Mendy, Reese mm. James and Thiago Silva would be my choices. But I think Thiago Silva is now top of the list. I think he's one of my favourite ever Chelsea signings, oh, especially considering we got him for well. free. We got him for free. I mean, could you imagine him with John Terry or him with mm. Gary Cahill? Or, you know, just what an incredible player. Um, not only just how he defends, but his coolness, his composure on the ball, his leadership. Um, he gets goals at important times. He's just just phenomenal. And, you know, I've, the fans love him. He loves Chelsea. And I, n- I never thought, when you got him, I was like, mm, that's an OK signing, good depth. But now I'm like, you know what? What a player. Um, what an unbelievable player he is for us. And I'm so glad we signed him. And again, the Palace game showed just how good he really is. He's just phenomenal. He's so hard to get past as well. And oh, yeah. Robinson. Yeah, Robinson, you get past him every <laughs> Very time. Very easy. I, I mean, yeah. we, we do seem to have a player of the month season so far every month. I mean, yeah, we've had James, we've had obviously Mendy. We've also had Kepper for January and Ziet currently for February. It's it's a, it's a bit weird, but yeah. Well, what do you think, Chris, about Thiago Silva and just how amazing he's been, let's be honest, this season? Oh, I think he should be hands down player of the season. He's been the most consistent player we've got. I think every, other people have had spells where they've been Really good. I think Reese James would have been in with a shout had he not got injured. Mm. So probably the same with Chilwell, to be fair, I thought. Yeah. Chilwell the same was really consistent in his performances. But Silver, he's one of them players where you never worry about him having a bad game. He he just seems to even on his worst days, he's still a seven and a half to eight out of ten. So he's not ever a player that you have you have to worry about. And I'm glad he put that myth to bed as well about can't play in the Premier League because he's 37. He's going to have to play in a back three. He's playing the back four and he looks just as good, if not slightly better. So yeah. he's put that myth to bed. I, I think keeping him around for another year is great business. Um, and another one. And another one. <laughs> well, people are saying they, that oh, next year though, he might decline. Why? I think everyone now, they still have this perception that once your age starts with three in football, you're really yeah. old. That's the fee for analogy, isn't it? Yeah, and with what people don't understand is it used to be like that because the sports science wasn't as good. But diets, days, fitness, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sports science and the and the nutritionists and all that in in big football clubs is so good. And these players look after themselves so much. You could that, argue with the injuries as well, because obviously the surgery and obviously the progression throughout the years in the. Well, that's it, and and I think now you're looking at players. I mean. It, not Thiago Silva, it seems, but normal players now, 33, 34, before you you really should be considered old now. Mm. Yeah. How old are you, Chris? <laughs> How old are you? 32, mate. So I'm oh, there. Still, still in your prime. I mean, you're spot on. Obviously, big, big fan of the NFL. I am. Tom Brady's just retired and he's 44. And he was still playing amazingly. I know it's slightly different, but it's still the same point. Everyone went, oh, he's going to drop off. He's going to drop off. He never did. You've got in, obviously, our football, you've got Zlatan as well. I mean, Zlatan, he's still ripping it up in Serie A for Milan. And he's had an ACL injury, obviously, when he was at United. He came back and he was still Zlatan. I mean, there's so many top, top players. And it makes you wonder about the most Salah thing, if they think, oh, he's over the hill now, he's come to 30. You're like, eh, you might regret that if you let him go. But it's not. It's not I hard. think it's all about mentality as well. I do think that, I think if you compared, say, and Eden Hazard to Mo Salah when they're both 34, I think both of them will have completely different careers yeah. and they'll be at a different point in their career. 
Um, same as Ronaldo. Ronaldo's a perfect example. That mentality of, mm. I'm going to be the best, I'm going to keep being the best until my body physically cannot do it anymore. His body is probably the best it's ever been. And look, he may not have had the most amazing season, but look, he's still doing well, any he, really? His numbers are still good. So, you know, I, I just think mentality goes a long way in sports these days. And Thiago Silva clearly has that mentality of, I can keep going for as long as I want to. Like, age is just a number. Um, as long as my body feels fine, which it clearly does, and as long as my form- performances are still fine, then I'm going to keep going. And his, at the moment, his performances, you could argue, is one of the best defenders in the league. So, Yeah, I mean, thinking of players who were in their 30s or were in their 30s and still did a, did more than just a job, you've got Luka Modric, uh, Benzema, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lewandowski as well. I mean, Robin, just, that's just off the top of my head as well. I'm Robin, he was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, if he can play till he's 40, then fantastic. But then we still got to replace him, and that's going to be very painful. So, yeah. But, but, uh, he, he can play for uh, Masters football now. So Yes, he can. He can do both. <laughs> oh, my word. I didn't even think of putting him in my team. But, yeah, he's just qualified, <laughs> isn't he? Oh. Yeah, he does. He does. Tasty stuff. Well, that'd be, that'd be one to look forward to. Uh, with that, though, we, we've come to the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you do not already follow us, just by searching for At, at The Bridge Pod. Uh, we've got a Champions League game this week, so that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm nervously confident. I chuckle in the background. Very, well, I'm, I'm terrified because Lille sounds easy, but it probably won't be known us. But we'll see. We'll see. Positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. Uh, we'll be back for that weekly catch-up with all of you on Friday evening. So till then, that is us signing off.